Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, good morning, happy Monday, and welcome to this next iced coffee day. Um, as scheduled, Murphy walks through. <laughs> always wants to know what's going on. Um, that's the thing about pugs. They just always want to be near you. And usually he wants to be touching me at all times. But they're the best. They're the best little creatures, right? You're going to hang out? He's deciding. Um, but anyways, um, today's topic um, is one that we've been talking about in the Carrots and Cake Lifestyle Group. So the Carrots and Cake Lifestyle Group is a, a membership group, essentially. Um, but it, it used to be for like Carrots and Cake alumni, anybody who had done one-on-one coaching or had done the mentorship. But we've opened it up to anybody who is in the Carrots and Cake community. And it's basically like group coaching um, in a small group setting um, in the sense that we do have live coaching calls every other week we have a portal with all sorts of information pretty much like every resource I've ever created around macros and um, healthy eating and recipes and fitness and there's like everything in the portal um, and then also everybody gets new workouts every month it really is kind of like a no-brainer if you're looking for a healthy community you like following carrots and cake um, but the great thing about the group is that the every month we have a theme um, and we have some great conversations in the group of course there are people in the group that like keep us on track they like put down their monthly goals or their weekly goals and we check in with each other there's a lot of like accountability and support um, but I really do like the monthly themes because it kind of just expands what you're already doing or just gives you some new ideas on a specific topic um, so long story short this month or October has all been all about mindfulness and we've been just sharing favorite resources as far as books and podcasts and meditation and things like that. Um, and this past week, we were talking about mindfulness related to PMS cravings. Um, and I feel like that's something that a lot of us can relate to. I definitely can relate to that. Um, and in the second part of our cycle, in the luteal phase, that's when progesterone is at its highest. And when progesterone peaks or it's at those higher levels, you're going to have more cravings. Like you just feel like you want to eat all the carbs and all the sugar and all the salt or whatever it is that you crave during that time. And that's something that absolutely happens to a lot of us. Um, but the topic today is how skipping out on foundational things as far as what you're doing with your diet and lifestyle can make these cravings so much worse. So in the group last week, we were talking about, you know, being mindful of these cravings, but more importantly, understanding what's going on with your body. So knowing in the second half of your cycle that progesterone is going to be higher, you're going to be having higher or bigger cravings, um, but acknowledging those cravings, being okay with those cravings, um, not needing to justify them or feeling bad about them and kind of, you know, going going with them within moderation. I think that's kind of the key thing. But just understanding them and not being guilty, I think that was kind of like the key takeaway from what we were discussing in the group. And of course, we shared like a lot of the things that we crave <laughs> during, you know, that week before our period. I mean, I'm a big like chocolate carb, like give me like a chocolate chip cookie is like what I was saying in the group. I mean like chocolate chip cookies the week before my period, oh my God, I could eat them all. Um, but it really is about being mindful. It's not necessarily bad that you're craving these things. Sometimes these 
things make everything better. Um, I always joke about that, that, you know, like sometimes like have that piece of chocolate, it's going to make you feel 10 times better than, you know, white knuckling it and depriving yourself of that because, you know, down the road, somebody's going to put a plate of brownies in front of you and you're going to eat them all because you've been depriving yourself for so long. So really trying to find that balance um, with those PMS cravings and, you know, your goals too, because it kind of depends. It kind of depends like if you're in a cut phase, if you're in maintenance, you know, like where you are as far as um, figuring out what your body needs um, also in relation to your goals. So long story short, today we are going to talk about quote unquote, the real reasons why you have PMS cravings. Yes, it is progesterone, it is hormones, yes, for sure. But if you are not paying attention to those foundational things, um, as far as just healthy living and nutrition, it's gonna make them that much worse. They're gonna be so much harder to manage um, if you are not focusing on things like stress, um, poor macro balance, too much cardio, nutrient deficiencies, and hormone imbalance. So those are the things that I'm gonna talk about real quick. And then I do have some solutions for you, um, action items as far as what you can do to help with some of these cravings, especially when you are leading into that week moving up to your period. So I have notes here, guys. I actually took notes, because this is a thing. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this. So what I do an iced coffee date here in my kitchen, um, what you see is what you get. <laughs> Like it just comes out. Like if we were sitting down for an actual iced coffee date and you were my, my good friend and we were just talking through these things, it's just gonna come out how it is. Um, but then I think of like the business side of things and I'm like, this should really be organized. <laughs> you know, I should put my thoughts into like nice neat notes. So when I'm going through them, it all makes sense. Um, but then, you know, I've tried, you know, just podcasting, just sitting behind my computer and doing this. And it just doesn't feel as natural as like having this conversation. So I'm still like, like torn like what I'm gonna do here like I like this but I think I'm a little bit better when I have like the notes easily accessible because then I'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah. I want to say that I want to say that I want to make sure I say this in the right order so it all makes sense um, because it happens a lot of times that I'll do these these iced coffee dates on Instagram live and then I'll finish it and be like oh I forgot to say that oh that was a good point I wish I said that um, and it's like a lot of like regret after I do them because I didn't say everything I wanted to say so hopefully these notes are gonna get me through I'm gonna be able to have an iced coffee date with you and get through my notes and have this hopefully really organized. Okay, so uh, the whole point is, you know, why you really have these crazy means. Again, sure it could be progesterone, could be hormonal, but if you're not managing things like stress, um, that could really mess things up as far as cravings, um, blood sugar balance, things like that. And that's it. When you have high cortisol levels, which is basically our stress hormones, it's going to stimulate sugar cravings. Um, and managing stress and you know managing your sleep, sleep is a huge one too. It can just make you so much feel like so much more in control of your cravings. Um, I think about this all the time when I have like a crappy night of sleep or. I'm super duper stressed like I just want sugar all day long I feel like I'm never satisfied um, especially like back in like the design to fit days I felt like I was always stress eating I would come home after like a really stressful day and just like eat whatever I could find in the cabinets and you know in the drawers and whatever I could find but it was a hundred percent stress eating and I was very aware that it was happening but I couldn't stop it and I do feel like there was kind of like a physical component to it where my stress levels were just constantly elevated um, and yeah I would just like eat like chips and cookies and crackers and cereal oh my god cereal um, and I just would never feel totally satisfied I'd always want something else and it was just like this terrible cycle of just like 
craving sugar, eating sugar, you know, craving sugar, eating sugar. Um, and it just went on again and again. And it really wasn't until I made an effort to balance my blood sugar and manage my stress that I do feel like now, like I'm pretty in control of like what I'm eating. I don't really have those like out of control feelings anymore, um, even leading up to my period. I mean, sure, like there's times that I'm like, yeah, give me a cookie, but I mean, who doesn't want a cookie? But I just feel like a lot more in control where I can have like, two cookies instead of like 10 cookies. And that's the way it used to be in the past. Like I would eat all the cookies until they were gone. And now I'm like, okay, I can have two cookies and I'm good. You know, I'll, I'll eat my next meal when I'm ready to eat my next meal. Um, but really like managing stress. And I know a lot of us are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I need to manage stress. So um, the previous episode I recorded about consistency um, and really being honest with yourself and making decisions that work for you. I think that is like really important because where you are in life, you have made all the decisions to get to that point. And if you think about it, if you have a job that you hate or something like that, you said yes to that job at some point. <laughs> and like, I know it's not as easy as just quitting your job and like you have health insurance, you have bills to pay, like I understand that. Um, but you can make decisions to get you out of that job or to get you into like a different position um, where you aren't so stressed and hating your life because you hate your boss or whatever it is. So um, just wanna remind you that you do have control over your life and over your decisions. I know it's not, it's easier said than done, um, but big picture, um, you could quit your job, you could find a new job, you could ask for different hours or working from home or whatever it is. There's a, I think there's a lot of options. Um, so this is a little bit of a tangent, but I just think it's important to manage stress. And Lord knows I am the poster child for not managing stress. I mean, I think that's why I've struggled with ulcerative colitis for so many years because it was like a thing I didn't want to deal with. You know, I had so many other things going on in life as far as work and kid and you know just like a million things happening that i was like i don't want to deal with the colitis like just give me drugs like let's just you know push it away and like not deal with it and i think um a lot of times like stress is the same way that we're just like oh it's fine i'll get through this period you know next month will be less busy but then next month is not less busy it's like just as busy or this time you know this is a busy time and you know things will slow down and then it never slows down or things are gonna get better and then they never get better um but yeah i i just know i can relate as far as the stress component goes and i mean honestly it has taken me like five years to like finally figure it out. So it doesn't happen overnight, um, but I think as long as you're making steps in that right direction and really figuring out how you want your life to look and like the type of person you want to be and how you want to live your life, you can get there. It just, it doesn't happen overnight, but just having the faith that you will get there, you will get there. And I know this is a tangent, but it's, it's very much related personally <laughs> because I struggled with stress for a very, very long time. So number one, manage stress. It will help with your cravings. Um, number two is um, having a poor macro balance. So I think this is key. Um, I talk to clients about this all the time and I tell them if you're eating the right things, you're gonna crave the right things. And if you're eating the wrong things, you're gonna crave the wrong things. Um, and this happens a lot too, where um, I see a lot of women eating like oatmeal for breakfast or non-fat yogurt, um, things like that. Those things, they're, they're fine, they're healthy, but like that's just gonna spike your blood sugar and crash your blood sugar, especially if you're not eating them with fat or some sort of protein. Um, I always tell them to like have like the full fat yogurt, add some eggs in, um, add some, I don't know, breakfast meat. I don't know, there's, there's a million things that you could add to your breakfast that's not just gonna spike your blood sugar and crash it down. Um, I think back to my oatmeal days, I'd have oatmeal in the morning and I'd be hungry at like 10.30. Um, and it's because like it just wasn't a good macro balance as far as satisfying my cravings, keeping my blood sugar steady 
um, and it can just make it like that much worse um, if you're eating the wrong things. Murphy is scratching at his food door right now because over the food is kept. So I might need to go get him away from the door. Hopefully he stops. Sorry. This is what happens when you do these iced coffee dates in your kitchen. Hold on, hold on. Mark. They're so cute. They're so cute. Here he is. Okay, so um, back to the poor macro balance. So yeah, if you're just eating a lot of carbs, you're not eating a lot of protein and fat, your blood sugar and your overall satisfaction as far as like what you're eating, um, it's just not going to be there and you're going to have that many more cravings when you get to the week before your period. So just making sure you're really prioritizing protein, fat, fiber, um, whole foods, um, you know, things that come from the earth or things that come from an animal. Um, you know, and avoiding those processed food, packaged foods, things with fake sugars um, as much as possible. Um, the next item is doing too much cardio. And I have personally experienced this and I've seen this with clients is that when you are doing like a ton of, you know, Orange Theory, Peloton, training for a half marathon, training for a marathon, your body is going to constantly want to replenish um, the glucose stores and your carb stores in your body. So you are going to naturally crave those things more. Um, and I remember, you know, back to my marathon days, back to my Orange Theory days, I was constantly craving carbohydrates and I just was never satisfied. And it was because I was just doing too much activity, not fueling my body the right way. Um, I do think a lot of women get into that diet mentality where they're doing like a ton of cardio and then under eating and that can make cravings so much worse too. So just making sure, um, and I'm not a cardio hater. I know I talk about cardio and everything, but it's because I lived it um, and it was, it was just really hard on my body and it just threw off my blood sugar, threw off my sleep, I gained a ton of weight. Um, and that's why I share my story um, again and again because I think it's just so easy to fall into that trap. Um, but doing too much cardio um, can just make those cravings so much worse. So looking at how much activity you're doing and then looking at you know how much you were eating. So calculating your total daily energy expenditure. Um, there is a calculator online that I recommend all the time, um, but it's a good way to figure out you know how many calories you likely need doing the amount of activity that you were doing because yeah it happens so often that women are just doing so much activity not eating enough and then they wonder why um, they're having these crazy cravings and it's because their body wants you know these extra carbohydrates it wants more calories um, because yeah the body doesn't want to be stressed out and it doesn't want to um, feel like it doesn't have the energy that it needs um, and that's why you might actually see weight gain um, if you are stressing out your body so so much um, the next item here is nutrient deficiencies. And this is something I talk about with my hormone clients all the time, um, especially if you've been on the pill. Oh my God, the pill will just wreck your body of nutrients. Um, I actually have a great document that maybe I could share with you guys, but all the nutrient deficiencies that you can get from the pill. Um, I was on the pill for 15 years, so no wonder my body was probably so messed up for however many years. And I've spent the last nine months um, just working on replenishing those minerals and vitamins and all that. And it has made such a difference. I feel like I actually have energy again, which is a huge thing. Um, but if you have nutrient deficiencies like magnesium, tryptophan, those are kind of like the big ones, you will crave things like um, chocolate, 
um, you know, different sources of fat. I don't know if you're like craving like nut butter, things like that. Um, but adding more like healthy foods with those nutrients in them um, can make you feel better. So, you know, getting um, like beans and eggs and broccoli and poultry and things like that. But again, searching for whole foods. I think that is key instead of like reaching for the junky stuff. Because again, if you're eating the right foods, you're gonna crave the right foods. If you're not eating the right foods, you're not gonna, you're gonna crave like the not so great foods. Um, I just think about like when I am like eating really healthy, like I crave vegetables. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or I crave fruit. Um, but of course, when I'm eating kind of crappy, I'm craving kind of crappy things. So it just, it's a cycle. It's a cycle, guys. Um, and then finally, um, hormonal imbalance. So if you, if your hormones are just totally jacked, it's going to make craving so much worse. It's going to make all your PMS symptoms worse as far as like mood swings, cramping, breakouts, headaches, all that stuff. So again, you know, working with a practitioner or a doctor um, to get your hormones more in balance. And yeah, personally, um, so much better now as far as cravings go um, than I used to be. I used to be like a monster the week before my period, um, especially just being like short tempered, you know, yelling at the dog for no reason. Um, well, probably a reason like him scratching at the door because he wants food. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like mood swings and ugh. Yeah, just like not a great person. And now like my period comes and I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like I just don't have like a lot of symptoms related to hormones. But again, it's taken many years. I quit the pill in 2017, it's 2011. It's taken time, but I think it's 100% worth it because obviously I'm in a much better place now. Okay, so what to do? Again, I have notes here. <laughs> Trying to be organized, guys. Although there was an interruption in the middle from a very cute dog. Okay, so what to do. So the week before your period, like I said, progesterone is definitely higher. You're going to be craving um, sugar, carbs, salt, whatever your favorite things are. But the key thing is to prioritize protein and fats and fiber in your diet. And I say protein would probably be number one because everybody, not everybody, but most people are not getting enough protein in their diet. Um, so I think the key thing is um, you know, hitting your protein goal every single day, really prioritizing it in the second half of your cycle. Um, if you're not somebody who is constantly hitting their protein goal, this is the time to actually try to hit it. Um, so the other thing is that you can increase your fat goal and decrease your calorie goal in the second half of your cycle. You don't need to keep your macros the same for the whole month. I mean, macros, you really want them to work for you. I mean, it's not like, this like arbitrary number that you need to hit every single day. I mean, I just think sometimes people get macro numbers and they're like robots trying to like hit their macros every single day. And really like macros are data for you. They're a guide for you. Um, we don't eat the same way every single day. We don't eat the same foods every day. We don't have the same um, macronutrient requirements every day. So like, why are you following them like a robot? Um, so in the second half of your cycle, like, up your fat, lower your carbs, increase your fiber, you know, whatever it is, prioritize your protein. Um, I think those are the key things for keeping your blood sugar balanced. Um, and it's okay to have a different macro ratio the week before your period if it's gonna work for you. So just something to think about. Um, and I think a lot of women are always like freaking out. They're like, oh, I keep going over my fat goal. And I'm like, it's not necessarily a bad thing if you're going over your fat goal. Of course, looking at the types of fat you're eating, if you're eating like a bunch of trans fat and like junky fat, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> be a little bit more careful about how much fat you're eating. But if you're eating like avocado and like ground beef and ground bison and salmon and things like that, like, 
whatever. You're probably doing a really great job as far as picking whole foods and feeling really good. And, you know, having a low fat diet, like kills your hormones. Like you need cholesterol to create hormones. So I never recommend um, women going too too low in the fat department because you need those hormones. You need those hormones. You need that fat to make the hormones. So little, little tangent there. But as far as prioritizing protein, um, number one is just, you know, establishing a protein goal for yourself. And if you don't know how much protein to eat, kind of like a general rule um, is taking your body weight and multiplying it by 0.7 to 1. Um, it's a good range of like where your protein goal should be. So for me, I'm 140-ish pounds um, and my protein goal, sorry, I didn't do the math before this, but it's typically like... 120 to like 140 somewhere in there kind of depends on the day um because some days you know i'm getting all the protein other days i'm a little bit lower but that's the great thing about macros you can have a range of macros you don't need to have a single number there um but first you know establishing that protein goal having an idea of how much protein you're eating and if you're somebody who hasn't been consistently eating protein don't feel like you could you have to go from eating you know 50 grams of protein to like 150 grams of protein you can just build up slowly over the weeks, you know, add 10 grams each week and you'll eventually get there. Um, Cause again, it's about doing things that are sustainable for the long term. And I think if you went from, you know, 50 grams of protein to 150 grams of protein, like overnight, it's just not gonna be sustainable. Cause you're gonna be like, holy crap, I'm eating so much chicken and so many eggs and it's just too much and it's not appetizing and it's not sustainable. So really trying to go slow and steady and figure out things, figure out foods and meals and things like that that are gonna work for you for the long term. But really prioritizing that protein goal is gonna be huge as far as managing cravings. Um, number two is um, when you think about building your meals, think about protein first. So when you're like, all right, what am I gonna have for lunch today? Think about your protein sources first and then build around that protein source as far as carbs and fat and fiber go. Um, and I tell our clients um, to have 30 grams of protein or more per meal. Um, so just number one is just picking that protein source and making sure it's at least 30 grams or more. Um, and sometimes it's just making your portion sizes a little bit bigger. Um, I had this with a client once where she was eating like, three ounces of chicken or something like that. And she was like struggling to hit her protein goal. I'm like, well, what about eating four ounces of chicken or five ounces? And she was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and it was just such a like aha moment, but just increasing your protein, your protein portion size um, can get you to your goal by the end of the day. So I think that is a really huge one. Um, and I've talked about this before, like if you're using a tracking app like MyFitnessPal or um, Macrostat or whatever app out there, um, just plan your protein in for the day and you know, don't worry about the other stuff, you know, just let it fall into a place into place. And that's what I do a lot of times just to make sure I'm getting enough. But again, depends on the phase of nutrition you're in. If you're in a cut, that's probably not a good idea. You do want to like track what you're eating, but if you're in maintenance or in a bulk or maybe even in a reverse, um, could be fine as far as just tracking the pro protein and like really prioritizing it and getting it in. Um, same goes for fiber. Fiber can be really, really filling too and can help with cravings as well as fat. I mean, they're all kind of all in the same. I just think we get in like the carb cycle where we just want like the tortilla chips and like the donuts and the cookies and like all that stuff. So that's why I'm always like, maybe make the carbs like a little bit more moderate or choose carbs that have like a good amount of fiber in them or starch in them just to keep you full. Um, and then back to protein. <laughs> um, I think another huge thing to do is really prioritizing your meal prep in the second half of your cycle. So if it doesn't happen in the first half of your cycle, second half of your cycle, just really focus on 
getting in um, those good sources of protein, but making sure you are grocery shopping ahead of time, um, meal delivery, things like that, and then doing your best to prep the protein because that's the hardest part. Um, having protein ready to go. Most sources of protein, you do need to cook it, you need to plan it ahead of time. Um, so making a big pot of shredded chicken, uh, making your beans, um, having like a bunch of hard boiled eggs, um, just even having meat defrosted in the fridge, that can make like such a difference because I've definitely run into that where I'm like, oh, everything we have is frozen. <laughs> and you're like, um, but yeah, just making it like a priority, like those two weeks to get good sources of protein, even buying some like deli meat. I think that's probably fine in a pinch. Um, eggs cook up quickly. Um, tofu, if you're a vegetarian, that cooks up quickly. Um, but just having those protein sources in the house ready to go, because that's going to make life so much easier as far as cravings go. The next thing as far as what to do is doubling down on the things that I mentioned before. So managing stress, getting sleep, um, making sure your plate is balanced as far as macros go, um, protein, fat, carbs, fiber with all meals, um, figuring out how much cardio you should be doing, maybe laying off of it even then that second half of the cycle. Um, if you're into the whole cycle thinking thing, could be a great time to relax a little bit on the workouts and it might help with cravings. Um, so just something to think about. Um, and I do have a masterclass about cycle syncing, so I'll put that in the show notes if you want to check that out. Um, but that can give you a little bit of insight too as far as what to do with your fitness um, in each half of your cycle. Um, and then, you know, nutrient deficiencies, figuring those out. Um, I do run the HTMA test, which is amazing and so helpful. Um, and then, yeah, figuring out hormonal balance. So doubling down on those things, make sure you are living the lifestyle you want to eat, make sure you are prioritizing good foods. Um, but yeah, doubling down on those foundations that we leading up to your period can make such a difference as far as cravings and just feeling more in control of what you are eating or not eating. And then number three, um, as far as what to do is really looking at what you are doing. Like if you're having like a treat here, a treat there, being okay with it, not feeling guilty about it. Um, but if you're somebody who's really falling into that trap where you're just binging, you have like no control, um, you're not paying attention to some of these foundational things, like asking yourself, like, are you making excuses? Like, oh, is work too busy? Oh, my kid's waking up a hundred times at night. Of course there's things that like go into play here, um, but are you really being honest with yourself? Are you doing the most that you can as far as controlling these cravings? Or are you kind of just ignoring them? Because, you know, awareness is number one when it comes to behavior change. And I see this a lot in clients and, you know, women I work with is that they pay attention to, you know, the things that they're doing well, but the things that they're not doing well, they often ignore. Um, so I think about like tracking macros, like they'll track macros, you know, for breakfast, for lunch, um, for dinner, but then like after dinner, they have like a bunch of snacks and they have a couple glasses of wine and like they won't track it. Um, and it's because they're protecting themselves from failure. I like 100% get this, um, but they're not being totally honest with themselves and then they're not getting themselves to their goals um, because they're having, you know, hundreds of calories of crackers and cheese and wine at night, which is not a bad thing, but like really if you wanna get to your goals and you wanna feel better as far as your cravings or whatever it is, you really need to be honest with yourself. Um, and I think it's just really interesting that um, a lot of us do this. We 
we kind of like ignore the things that like we don't want to see. Um, so really getting honest with yourself, like, are you sleeping? Are you managing stress? Are you eating a macro balanced plate or are you just reaching for whatever you can find? Um, and you know, maybe you're, I mean, are you giving into your cravings too easily? You know, um, I think there's a lot of questions to ask yourself, but if you're having like a million cravings, looking at some of these foundational things and figuring out where you could improve because I don't think you need to have, I don't think that week before your period needs to be like this crazy, like terrible week with like all sorts of symptoms and all sorts of cravings. I really do think it can be just like a regular week and you can feel pretty good. Um, so I have rambled on forever. Hopefully this was helpful. I, I had it kind of organized, right? Right. And there was a one little interruption from a medium sized dog. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is I do have a free hormonal balance meal plan. Um, it's in the link in my bio on Instagram. I'll put it in the show notes, um, but grab that. It can be really, really helpful as far as showing you or giving you example of what to eat in the first half of your cycle, but what to eat in the second half of your cycle in that week leading up to your period as far as like really prioritizing proteins, really prioritizing fat, good sources of vegetables and fiber and like all that. Um, so check that out. It can be really helpful. It comes with a sample meal plan, a grocery list, all the recipes. Um, it really is helpful and a lot of people have said they really like it, but it can just get you going as far as what to eat. Um, and I do, I talk to so many women, they're like, I just don't know what to eat. Like, just tell me what to eat. Um, and a good coach is not going to tell you what to eat. They might give you some ideas and suggestions, um, but at the end of the day, you have to figure out what to eat and what's going to make sense for you. But um, I do think that's where macros can come in as far as giving you data um, to make sure you are tracking your protein, maybe upping the fat in the second half half of your cycle, maybe being more moderate with your carbs, but making sure you're getting enough fiber. So eating a lot of those like leafy greens, adding some beans in, some oats, some things like that with soluble fiber can help with um, hormonal balance too. So lots of things to consider, but um, just wanted to share this because it's been, you know, a great topic for our group um, this last week as far as being mindful um, and just wanted to share some tips and tricks and ideas and stressing these foundations because yeah, if you don't have the foundations down, it's going to make that week before your period that much worse. Um, and that's like the last thing we want. Okay. And of course, uh, hormone testing, if you want to do it, come to me. We are always open for one-on-one -on -one clients. Um, we do a push. Um, we're going to do a push or like a launch, um, early, like right after black Friday, cyber Monday. So end of November, early December, if you want to work together in January in 2022, um, hormone testing or macro coaching, um, and definitely keep your eyes and ears open. Feel free to apply now. Like I said, we're always kind of taking clients. We're just open rolling, rolling admission. Um, but we will be launching and offering, um, coaching very, very soon. So if you were interested, you know, just keep your eyes and ears open because it will be coming, um, end of November, early December. Um, and we'll be taking on new one-on-one -on -one clients and new hormone testing clients or gut testing or hair mineral analysis. There's like a bazillion tests that I'm doing now. We have expanded the testing <laughs> just because different people need different things. Like people will come to me, they'll give me all their symptoms and I'm like, this is your gut. We'll deal with the hormones later. We got to deal with the gut first. Um, so it just kind of depends on the person and what they need. But I am done rambling, but if you were interested, um, keep your eyes and ears open because we will be launching that very, very soon. Um, also, I should point out um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we are having a very good deal for the Carrots and Cake Lifestyle Membership Group. Um, so if you're interested in joining the group, um, keep your eyes and ears open for that as well because it's going to be a really awesome deal. <laughs>
Okay, I am done rambling. Happy Monday. See you later.